Vocal Vision. Episode two. Two. Say what you need to say. <laughs> oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why speak if you're not being heard? Oh my God. So I told you this is going to be perfect for you. This is so good. So, you know, today was not an easy day. I just want to throw this out at you. Um, I didn't wake up feeling super inspired. However, yesterday I was really excited for today. Mm. But when I woke up, I was like, I had to give myself words of affirmation of like, I, I'm, I'm excited for this. Okay. I need to do this. All right. And like even generating the energy of like, woo, come on, we're going to have a podcast today. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. I'm going to see David again for the fifth time <laughs> in this <laughs> past week. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So. I just want to say I am excited to be on this podcast, regardless of the sound quality. So please forgive our sound quality. We are still working on providing that right uh, quality. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a transition process here. That's right. During season two, we're we're definitely working on those things. So, look, there are many times that things are not said. Things are left unsaid. Hmm. Maybe for other people. Probably not for me. I think... I think. <laughs> <laughs> joking, joking. Okay, go on. But, you know, I know that a lot of times when things are said or things are left unsaid, I know that they're left unsaid. Right. And maybe it's because I, I leave it to be okay because, you know, I believe that that person either knows what I'm thinking or they should know or... Maybe they're not going to get the words when I say them. And a lot of the times, if I'm going to say something, it's, it's whether or not it's based on their bias. You know, I need to maybe sugarcoat something, try and be nice. But something maybe left unsaid, something you want to say, it just, you don't say it because you feel that person won't hear you. Hmm. So we've talked a lot about our past experiences and how we listen. Yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind is the social media thing. You know, when you first start speaking, you may not be heard, you know. You may not have attracted a big audience yet or a lot of people are not used to listening to you. It doesn't mean that you don't have something worth saying. People just aren't used to listening to you or they didn't really notice what you're saying because they're busy focusing on whatever they were already focused on. Yeah, and I think that for us as well, we didn't blow up with our first season, hmm. but we do feel that there's something that needs to be said and to say those things and to have that conversation and to make sure that within these conversations that we're having with people, there's something worth saying, but if people aren't listening, what's the point of talking? Hmm. Well, I think there's two ways to look at this. There's one, like, you know, some people are just not going to listen to you. And so maybe after you've tried talking to them a few times, you want to try to find a way to move on and go a different direction. You know, they don't respect you enough or they're not the kind of people who can listen 
or they just don't understand your message or they're busy with other things, for those people, yeah, you probably want to move your energy somewhere else. But for other people, you know, if, if you haven't spent much time trying to, you know, speak and be heard, we talk about this a lot, why would you be good at it? If you've been keeping silent your whole life and you haven't expressed yourself and you haven't dealt with issues, when you do finally say something, why would you be good at it? You don't have experience at being really good at expressing these things. You don't have a habit of talking to these people or talking to these groups and seeing what lands and what doesn't. So it makes sense that when you first speak, you may not be heard very well. But if you want to get good at this, you're going to have to keep trying. I know that there's, there's a deeper, deeper purpose to this, especially with these topics, um, to say what you need to say. We, we touched on this in the last episode a small amount towards the end of the episode where we finally s- realized this is what we need. We have to say this to the world. We, we have to give this out there. Um, brilliant books that we read, uh, The Way of the Superior Man, would also suggest that if you only had three days left to live, what would you give to the world knowing that it may never be received? So what? So saying what you need to say it's almost so valuable that you don't live into a world of regret, even if you see the boundaries like you were talking about, people re- disrespecting you. You know, Don't put yourself in those types of scenarios, right? What, learn to walk away. Uh, learn when things have been left. Uh, learn when things are okay to complete with yourself and not be left unsaid, right? You don't have to say everything to complete. But for me, the, the, the story that shows up is when I tried to communicate. Mm-hmm. And so I remember I was in a, a leadership program, and this was the first weekend, and they were asking a couple of questions about a few different topics. What's your desire for this? Where do you see this? And, and why, why is this stopping you here? Some, something, you know, leadership-oriented of a question. And I raised my hand. I was bold enough to speak, right? I'm, I'm going to say something now. I am that person. And I know what I want to say. And they said, yeah, Jeff, go ahead. And I spoke. 30 seconds, 45 seconds, 90 seconds of gold. (laughs) And I really had that. "Mm." And the woman who's running the organization said, I don't understand. I'm sorry, Jeff. I don't know what you're trying to communicate with me right now. There's something about this, and then there's like a birthday cake. What? What do you? What's? What's happening? An elephant, a pineapple. You know, it was a whole thing, right? So, whatever it was, and I shut down because mm. I felt like I wasn't being heard. Mm. But I said what I wanted to say, right? But it didn't get heard, and so I realized I shut down. <clears throat> and then one of the other leaders said, Jeff. Well, she, she noticed, and this is the thing about most people, they're not acutely aware of these types of things. She's obviously leader of the program, so she noticed that I had shut down. And normally they'd be like, all right, thanks, Jeff. And I just live in my world of, well, whatever, I'm never going to talk to her again. Mm-hmm. You know? But I, I was then suggested by her uh, other leader, the co-leader, I guess, within the, the, the space. And he then tried to recreate me. We've talked about this before. I felt somewhat hurt, but I still wasn't felt hurt by her. And 
it worked out for a good 45 minutes, David, of me getting clear about why I felt this way. And I got that when I'm not heard, I feel that there's no reason to speak and that I don't say what I need to say. So that's why I brought this topic up. Because there's so many things that are left unsaid because we feel a certain way or we're concerned about somebody else's reactions or we try and say things so that they get it. Like, you know, there's this like this baby talk, right? When you talk to babies, yeah, you're so cute. If you did that to an adult, they'd be like smacking you in the face. I mean, what are you doing? Right? So we try and figure out the best way to say, oh, she's the leader. So if I spoke about this and that, right? There's different ways that I would I would train myself to to believe that this is how I speak in front of this person. But I'm breaking this down in conversation with everyone here listening for the sake of a human conversation. There's no adult child. There's no superior or lower superior. So how do we say what we need to say and let's assume that there are consequences to those things? What I need to say is, is that I am doing a podcast with you and the joy of doing the podcast is great. And I have no expectations for who listens to this podcast. But I know that if someone gets something from this podcast, one person, it's enough. And I need to say that because I, I don't care Maybe I should. Maybe there's a in my head an order to of like I should say it this way or I, I can't say that or oh, I should try this and hello, welcome to the podcast today. Right? All of these things. But honestly, whatever somebody gets from us doing this is what I want to say. And I'm okay with the imperfections of it. Have you noticed that people struggle with that? that they, they want to say it the right way or there's there's always something that, like the best we talked about it last time but like the best way like have you noticed that people struggle with that and then and then end up showing up where people don't get what they they're trying to say I think you're touching on so many deep human struggles this is something that happens all the time you know this this is something you can hear if you talk to people about their family or something. They say, yeah, this thing happened with me and my dad. It's been 17 years. We still haven't been able to talk about it. Or we tried to talk about it a few times, but every time we talk about it, it just turns into a huge fight and everything gets worse. I think you're really hitting on like a very human struggle that has affected people of all different types all over the world since history began. This is such a common thing where you know that someone's not going to listen to you. Oh, that person never listens to me. Oh, he never listens. How many times have you heard that phrase yeah, right. as you walk down the street? Or, oh, he never listens. And, you know, it might be true. A lot of people don't listen or they only listen a certain way. Or like you talked about before, they're already always listening. Like before you even start your sentence, they already think they know where you're going with it. So they just shut you out. Mm. Or again, like you said, you said everything that you wanted to say but it actually made everything worse <laughs> oh, or, man. or, or sometimes, you know, and this happens, I think a lot with the internet now, 
you know, message boards and comment sections and in chat groups, the way one person types something is completely not the way other people receive it. Oh, I, oh, that's my world's 100%. I hate texting. I hate the technology of this type of communication. And I know that the way that I communicate works best verbally. Mm. And so people don't get my text. Like, they don't get what I'm... I'm meaning or they, they, they take it a different way. Oh, that's such a frustration for me. So yeah. glad that this com- this this <laughs> podcast is about vocal vision. <laughs> this is not texting vision. It's your texting vision. That's the fingers typing on the keyboard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've I've encountered that problem a lot as well. I, I think that tex- texting is actually no, ne- a very never double text, never never whoop whoop, never whoop whoop. <laughs> uh, texting is a very dehumanizing platform. I think you know people. It seems to bring out the worst in people and misunderstanding. Now, for a long time, when I saw like internet message groups or you know comments on YouTube videos, I always assumed that people were intentionally trying to misunderstand things to make it like sound like the worst possible way. Mm. You know, there are some websites out there that are like comedy websites. So someone will fo- put a photo and leave a comment and they'll say, hey, you know, um, this photo is a little bit boring of me. Can you Photoshop it to make it look more exciting or whatever? I've seen this, And then, yes. they, then the people very they, intentionally... And weird stuff. Um, yeah, and they do it very intentionally and funny. And it's it's very, very funny. And and so I love stuff like Sitting that. Sitting on unicorns or something in a in a yeah. kitchen in a forest, you know, something weird. Yeah. Yeah. Or you know, like I, I can't think of a specific example right now, but mine I've was seen good. Those. Mine was good. Yeah, that was good enough. More <laughs> yeah, than enough. Okay. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of these, and they're very funny, and I love them. Uh, now that's like the good side of it. That's the funny side of it. The negative side is where like I feel like people are purposely misunderstanding each other and trying to find fault with something you said to take it out of context to get you in trouble. I think that happens a lot, you know, in the media and. And it, it happens a lot in, like, comment sections, you know. But um, I've also witnessed it a lot just between people personally, with people that I've known. And that's what really surprised me because I saw it so much in the Internet kind of context. But I was shocked that actually, like, during these kind of text communications, even among people who know each other, who are in general friends or they work together and the mm. feeling is pretty good, these misunderstandings happen all the time. So you're saying that even through technology, texting, people can miscommunicate something that was said and have a listening for you or a thought process for you that they won't talk to you again or they won't share anything with you again because they're frustrated for whatever text you sent and you can't even have those words? Could definitely happen, sure. So you don't even know what you need to say. I think I think I would say that over the last two years, probably a lot of people fell out and had friendships and relationships very damaged by just doing extended internet communication with everyone being so distant. Now, Zoom is a little better, obviously, but um, yeah, I think this is a very common thing. I've heard about this kind of situation a lot where people are texting or emailing or whatever. And, and then, you don't even get the chance to, to speak and be heard. Because eventually someone read something that you wrote and they took it very wrong. Wow. And they don't want to keep communicating with you. Or, you know, maybe just... Um, Have I done this in my life as well? I'm trying to consider how many text convers I mean I how many text conversations or email conversations or you know some kind of internet social media conversation ended several months ago and hasn't continued. Well, someone sent the last message. Maybe it seemed like the conversation was over. Maybe both people felt like yeah, that's the end of the conversation. 
Or maybe one person felt like that was in the conversation. Or maybe both people didn't feel that way, but the Ooh. conversation ended, right? Because every conversation, if you haven't heard from that person within the last few days, it's kind of safe to say that that conversation ended by one person not then sending another message. Why? Why is that? You know, I, I had someone message me not too long ago, and he said, oh, I'm really sorry I didn't get back to you. I was busy. And I remember being very surprised when I read that because I had felt that our conversation had finished, you know, a week or so earlier. I thought the conversation was done, so I was never expecting a reply because I thought, you know, the conversation was done. Sure. But apparently the other person didn't feel that way. They felt that they meant to apologize. Still continuing for, yeah, and, the, and they had to get back to For you. whatever reason, they felt they needed to apologize, whether, whether that was an excuse or whether that was real. I don't know, but I was quite surprised by that. I was like, oh, I, I, I thought we were done. I thought the conversation was over, but apparently they didn't think it was over, and then they they felt that they had done something wrong by not replying, or I, I don't know exactly what they were feeling. I just know what they said, but that caught me by surprise. Man, this is so out of my realm of understanding, really. I mean, I'm, I'm very clear on certain text messaging. It's like setting up a date in terms of where we're supposed to meet and the place and the location and the time. You know, hey, I'll see you at the studio two o'clock. You know sure. what I mean? Hey, this is what we're going to go over. Send a little quick rundown. Mm. Well, it's a new thing. It's a whole new world. But, you know, 10 years ago, texting all the time was not a thing. No, no, you're on the for, phone. For all of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For all of history, yeah. A text was like a, a scroll. <laughs> a guy rides up on a horse. Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah, this scroll was written three months ago in Greece, and now we finally arrived here. So <laughs> if there's anyone who can read, please. Well, read that's what an interesting says. too. So right. you could have communications over text. I definitely appreciate if we're if we're getting into the vocal conversation of this. I do appreciate having voice message. Actually, even a thirty second, two minute at most. I've even listened to somebody's seven, eight, ten minute voice message. Wow. Right. Because when you're on the <laughs> phone with somebody, you give them that time and the right, attention right. to speak. Mm. But for some reason, it's a novelty to use the phone for verbal communication. Yeah, I, I always make that joke. Say, oh, you know, that text, that, that, that texting thing, it also has a phone attached to it. You yeah, know? right, right. Your camera that sends text messages, there's a, do you know there's a phone attached to that? <laughs> like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize. I yeah, culture has changed. Yeah. I don't know about for you, but when my phone rings, I, I panic a little bit. Well, that's interesting. Because I'm afraid it must be right. an emergency. Right, something's wrong. I'm like, why are on? they calling? I, you know, yeah. I think, oh my God, something must have happened. So yeah. I feel nervous when my phone so rings. So culture is changing where these conversations are not as frequent. Yeah. And I think it is because people are scared to get the, the result of whatever it is that you feel you need to say. Yeah, this is why we have I guess uh, therapists, priests, you know, go and s share your sins or whatever the issues that you're dealing with and have some committed listener that's not going to judge you do that. But I don't know how frequent that is in, in life. People may love you, but they still may judge you. So, sure, sure. So that there's, there's always something that, that feels left unsaid. There's a lot of things. How many that are white unsaid. lies? You know what I mean? That you don't. So many things are left unsaid, and and in a lot of times, you know, we're kind of taught or observed that it's like that may be for the better. Right. A lot of things that maybe don't need to be said. Well, I'm not saying you need to say everything, and nor does this podcast give you that uh, impression that 
you have to say everything that's in your mind. From Get now it. on, we From are expressly on. You telling just, you. Everything you verbally <laughs> vision it, you go with it. And then say, Jeff told me to Jeff. say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it comes back again. Didn't we have this conversation earlier where you were like, wait, I think that was Jeff's fault. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, I was, I listened to the, uh, yes, you can all blame me for whatever your needs. I specifically chose your name and not mine as well. I was, you know, (laughs) deflecting, avoiding. Uh, No, I listened to an audio book recently, the 50 cent audio book. And, uh, it it was, it was quite a good book. I, you know, I I listened to his songs before, you know, when I was younger and I enjoyed them and I never imagined I'd be listening to his book, but someone recommended it to me and I, and I did check it out. I listened to it twice, actually. I really enjoyed it. Mm. But there was the one moment where he gave a little bit of advice on how to do something, but then he like followed up with, he's like, but don't do no crazy stuff. And then go over there and say, 50 told me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, look, I said, just do this. Don't try to go and do something crazy, and then you know, yeah. that's good. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't be like Jeff. When you get the consequence of the result that you weren't looking for, you hoped you didn't get. Don't Jeff start told going, me to Jeff. text my boss exactly what I thought of his new haircut. <laughs> Jeff told me to do it. Mm. Yeah, that'd be horrible. Don't blame me. Goodness gracious. Uh, but yeah, I uh, to to get to this wrap up of conversation. Um, yeah, there are times where you want to say something, but you do believe that the other person won't get your words. Mm. They just, they won't get it. They won't be listening. They don't care. They, they won't understand. Happens a lot. Um, and of course, like we said, it's all based on previous experiences that you may have experienced where someone was listening to you or didn't hear you. So why talk? But to get to the answer of why speak if you're not being heard... It's because if you don't, you're suppressing what's there. And if you continue to suppress what's there, you're going to find yourself never sharing of yourself. Hmm. I mean... It's not that we've never done this. That's the that's the crazy part. You know, you ever notice that when we're trying to deal with ourselves now in our current reality, we always have to go back to our childhood. As kids, we were so expressed. We didn't care about the judgment. We didn't really know what was out there from past experiences of negative results that we don't want to experience if we said something. We only experienced it and go, "Ooh, I don't like that." You know, yeah, that's an that's a funny. You have a funny nose. You have a big nose. Don't tell me I have a big nose. You got a fat face. Mm. Oh, huh? Right. And so you get this re- you get this result. And so now you're like, oh, I can't say that anymore. Now, yeah, I wouldn't suggest in terms of politeness and those types of things. As we grow older, we we get more refined, and and you don't have to act like a child. And now that we're men, but that ability to have that spontaneity to almost not care about the result and to know that you can say something it it gives you the opportunity to no longer suppress yourself and your thoughts and the worries that you have but to be free right uh, yeah so i mean what i'm hearing from you is that like when we intentionally leave a lot of things unsaid by suppressing our words we may start to suppress our thoughts suppress our actions and now we're just like closing ourselves off from life. And it all just started from this kind of seemingly innocent 
act of like, ah, I'm just, I'll, I'll just won't mention this. I won't say anything about that. I, I want to say something. I, I, I felt some urge, but I'm just going to cut it off and not say anything. And then as those add up, you know, how much have we cut ourselves off from the world and doing something that would have made us happy or maybe would have contributed something to someone else? A funny, a funny story, though, you made me think of this, is when I first got to Hong Kong, I remember I was at a wedding. And I was there. I knew, I knew maybe five or ten people at the wedding. And there was a white guy that I knew at the wedding. And there was a, a girl that I knew at the wedding, a Chinese girl. And then she met that white guy. And then she just said to him, wow, you have such a big nose. <laughs> like, like as soon as she met him. And I was so embarrassed, you know. But she was just like, wow, you have a really tall nose. It's just like so big, you know. And I was so, so embarrassed because, you know, in my mind, this is very rude. And then later, I, I did say something to her. And I said, you know, like, that was, like, so rude. Why would you say that? And she's like, what? She's like, in our culture, we love tall noses. I thought his nose is so amazing. I wish my nose looked like that. Like, you know, I even know so many girls try to get surgery to get their nose to look like that. Like, that was a huge compliment. Oh. So there's a lot to this where it's like... um. One is the aspect of, like, I did say something to her, where if I didn't, I totally would have the wrong thinking of what she was thinking. Ooh. But also, like, even just anything you say is going to land on different people differently. Mm. I don't know what that guy thought. I know how I took it. But it was completely different than how she meant it. And if he understood from where she meant it, he would have said, thank you. Yeah. Or if he thought of how I thought, he'd been like, be like, can't believe this girl. Yeah. Oh, thanks. And look how much comes out from not... It's pressing. Maybe he should have said, is that a good thing? Yeah, maybe. 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 We, you know. This is the speaking, you know, and, and not being afraid of what other people say. Maybe we need more communication. Maybe then she'd be like, no. You know, I mean, who knows, right? That's not what the lo- answer you're looking for. So this is funny that we say this. Like, we may not get the results in these conversations. But because you didn't open up and ask her or you didn't say Hey, you're rude. You know, you opened up. You said, hey, you, did you know that was rude? In your culture, she was able yeah. to open up and have a conversation with you just the same. Right. And you learned, oh my gosh, I had the wrong impression. And I think something that's come up for me a lot recently is because, probably because I spent more time with you recently, you have a lot of kind of conversations I don't normally have. Mm. So I have found myself in different conversations recently. And something that people have always said to me pretty consistently is they, they say that I'm pretty sensitive, I'm pretty intuitive, I'm pretty observant at like, mm. Uh, noticing kind of people's feelings or where they're at with stuff. So this is something people have always said to me. But even with that, let's just assume that's true, that I have like a, a, a pretty good sense of where people are at or how they're feeling. Being in these different kind of conversations with different kind of people recently, it's very often that the things they say are really surprising to me. So I'm a person who's been continuously praised as apparently being aware of what other people are thinking. And let's just assume that's true. Even for me, I'm very regularly extremely shocked after mm. people communicate. Why is that? I never would have imagined that that's what they were thinking or <laughs> that that's how they felt. I never would have thought of that. Yeah. So if I'm a person who's supposedly good at this and I'm way off, where does that leave the rest of us? Bro. If we don't communicate. So that's why you need to sign up for our vocal vision course. Exactly. At 995 95 1-800-123-focalvision.com. We should get that website, shouldn't we? <laughs> Swipeyourvisa.com. You and your 
big nose. Yeah, this the work that we're doing on ourselves and even just in conversation shows up within our weeks. It's not mm. it's not completely distinct, right? Like distinctively different. It's not like we come in here and just have this conversation and then we don't sh- we we go in our lives and it's very different. They do mix. Um and they mix and they mingle because people are all human. Right. It's something we've learned at a very young age, but we forget. Forget all the time. They're all human. Yeah. And another thing is is that we more than likely assume that that person is like us. Right. More than likely in conversation, we assume that. And so you wouldn't have told that big fat nose guy that he had a fat nose because you assume that that's rude. Right. And so he missed out on getting complimented by me because I there you go. had this idea that shouldn't say shouldn't that. Shouldn't say that. But she got but he got the compliment with a big it didn't sound like a compliment to you, but it's very different for her, for her to speak and be very open and free. Yeah. There's a part of you that was like, I can't believe you were that open and free. And you know, if she had kind of mentioned it quietly, I'd have been like, Don't say that. Yeah. And then he never would have said it. Yeah, right. So a lot of our limiting beliefs and what we've learned in our past experiences do limit us from speaking out and saying the things that we need to say. Right. They're there to protect us, but that can also limit us and actually hold us back. Yeah. I don't know. So be human yeah. and um, just connect in, in all, all, as authentically as possible without being an asshole. I think there's a difference. You're trying to not, you're not trying to have these conversations to... Uh, incite anyone to anger or vengeance or or arouse anybody into right. a sort of manipulative state to get them to do what you want them to do. Right. That's not what this conversation right. is about. It's just being able to say what's there. More authentically. And, you know, you said something earlier, and uh, we got distracted a few times in the beginning of this podcast. Mm. Um, but you were saying, like, you're happy to be here, you're excited for doing these. And I am too. I am too. I didn't get a chance to say it at that moment. We got interrupted. But um, yeah. And I love these things that, that I keep finding recently where like sometimes there are these situations where you're doing something for yourself and then you find it's helping other people. And then there's ones where you're doing something for other people, but you end up finding that it's helping you. And so I think this podcast has been sometimes it's one, sometimes it's the other. Mm. Uh, more recently, it's like, yeah, we're doing this podcast to maybe to help other people because we've got feedback like, oh, this really helped me. I look forward to your podcast. I listen to it while I go to the gym, you know, and, and I just, I love it. I love your stuff. And where, where's the next episode? And so it started to get to be like, yeah, we're doing it for other people. But again, it's like, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm getting a lot out of it. You know, I, this has been like, I'm doing it what, for you what guys. What joy am I feeling right now? Yeah. Joy. <laughs> Jeff is showing joy. <laughs> what am I feeling? I have joy. My hands are up in the air. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, that, that's what I was feeling when you were saying that. I was like, yeah, you know, I, I've been recording this for the audience recently, but I'm actually getting a lot out of it. And that's my favorite, that's my favorite time to feel good because it's so, like, guilt-free. Mm. Like, I 100% did this to help you. Actually, I feel so good. 
And I don't have to feel guilty about that because I didn't do it to try to help myself. <laughs> I did it to help you. And so the fact that I'm feeling good, I'm like, hey, hey, this is this is great, you know. I'm, I'm guilt-free enjoyment here. Well, you know, something that people don't get is the hour and a half conversation that we had before this. Uh, right. You know, where we were able to say things that we needed to say. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. Vocal Vision. The journey of bringing your vocal vision to life. Um, you know, for today, the next actions will be just to see where you're stopped. And... If you feel the anxiety, the stress, the fear when you know you need to say something, I'd say take it on, say it anyway. Say it. Yeah. And and this is not anything that, you know, don't say anything to a police officer like you got a fat nose. Don't do all that. <laughs> but I, I would say see where it shows up and if you are encouraged to say what you need to say, you'll get better at how to say that. Yeah. As like you said, practice. And you'll also see where you're suppressing yourself. And that is enough for a lot of our listeners. Just to know that you're Just holding back on something. Just to know that you're holding back on something. Yeah. Right. You didn't necessarily have to say you're wrong for holding back or make the decision that you are going to say it. But just being aware, like, yeah, you know what? In this situation, I'm holding back. I'm, not, I'm holding on to that. Vocal Vision, the journey of bringing your vocal vision to life. Vocal Vision, is it Vocal Vision? Vocal Vision, it's your Vocal Vision.